Welcome to the Unveiling Grace podcast, a place to experience a grace that heals. Allow this grace to take your life and your relationships to another level as it frees you from the weight of performance-based religion. Enjoy another episode as Joel Groh and Lynn Wilder share encouraging stories and candid dialogue that can help you experience a grace that heals. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Unveiling Grace podcast. So glad you are with us. Today's going to be a little bit different. I am without my usual co-host, Lynn Wilder. She is on the road and can't join us. But I do have a very special guest today. I have Ross Anderson. He is a teaching pastor at Alpine Church. He is an author. He is a blogger. He's done video stuff. And he's also in the process of organizing a conference that we're going to talk about in a little bit. So, Ross, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity to share with you, Joel. Appreciate what you guys are doing. Well, really glad to have you. And for those of you who are new to the podcast, just want to say we've got over 50 episodes that we've recorded. All those are available at our website, unveilinggracepodcast.com. You can get show notes there. The podcast is also available on iTunes, so if you haven't, we love it when people stop by there and leave a rating or a review. Uh, Lynn and I read all those, and we love getting your feedback. So, Ross, tell us a bit about your spiritual background and journey. Yes, I was raised in a very religious family. Um, I was one of 10 kids, and our family was very, very ingrained in our, our religious experience, our religious culture. Um, I was actually uh, born and raised uh, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and so I have an LDS uh, background. Most of my family is still LDS today. Okay. Um, And, uh, you know, so over the course of my childhood, that's all uh, we really knew. That was the cultural and religious bubble that we lived in, and that was our whole way of life as an active LDS family. And And, were um, you a family that lived in Utah? Well, I was born in Utah, but um, shortly after that, my family lived all around the West. And from third grade on, I grew up in Southern California. Okay. So you have seen quite a bit of the country then. Yeah. And there's a a strong LDS population, of course, in California. And so that was what we were part of. So how do you go from being raised LDS to now the pastor of an evangelical Christian church? Can you share just a little bit about your transition story? Yeah, the short version of that is uh, when I was a senior in high school, I was preparing to go on my mission. My older brothers had served their LDS mission, and they had served in places that were challenging, that you wouldn't go on vacation. And so I did some soul searching for me. I thought, you know, do I own this enough to really make the sacrifice that they have made? And at that time, uh, I started hanging around with uh, some friends who were traditional Christians. And one of them in particular, uh, she had me reading some literature that I had never seen before, that I'd been uh, buffered from about LDS history and and doctrine. And I had her actually visiting with the LDS missionaries, but she had answers for them. I didn't have any answers for the for the new information that uh, I was processing. And so that started an intellectual conversion out of Mormonism. I didn't didn't have any faith to replace it with. 
And over the course of the next couple of years, through other relationships, um, people inviting me to their church, I came to see uh, how much I really needed a Savior and that veneer of external righteousness that I had learned to cultivate as part of that um, performance-based religious culture, that began to be stripped away by God. And, and he showed me how much I really needed um, I really needed him to do what I couldn't do in my life to save me. Wow, that is, that's so cool. It's so cool how God uses multiple people and circumstances mm-hmm. uh, to bring you into grace. So in what ways or areas, as you look back at your life, has grace most radically transformed you? Oh my gosh, grace is so central. It's everything. You know, my my favorite verse in the Bible, Titus 2, verse 10, it talks about how the grace of God that has appeared to the world has has changed us so that so that we no longer live the way we used to live before. So there's a lot of things I could detail, but you know, as I've thought about this, one of the biggest functions of grace, God's grace in my life, is I know. Knowing that I am accepted unconditionally by God without respect to my performance, yes, that I know that I can. I don't have to be afraid to look in the mirror. I don't have to be afraid to be open and honest and vulnerable about my faults and my failings, my weaknesses. I don't have to try to put on a, a fake facade to fool myself and other people that I'm someone that I'm not. Because that grace of God, that unconditional acceptance of God, creates uh, a, a huge safe place for the insecurities of my soul and for, for me to <laughs> be able to look at my sin and deal with it. Yeah, and I guess, and I couldn't agree more, for me one of the coolest things about grace is the fact that now your sin no longer has the ability to define you. I mean, it's right. not that we don't sin. We still sin. We still struggle. But the defining factor of who we are, our identity, is who we are in Christ. And the fact that we get credit for his performance. He right. perfectly did the will of the Father. And then that's now given to us as a gift of grace and that's what defines us. So you're right. There's so much freedom to knowing that on my worst day, um, God can't love me any less. Right. Um, on my best day, really, God can't love me any more than he already does. Right. And you know, Joel, it, what it does is it makes us immune to the slanderous accusation and condemnation of the devil. Yes. You know, or of anybody so else in our life. And anybody, any condemning person in our life, that voice, that... that uh, that toxic person, that relative or that school teacher or whatever who says you're nothing. Um, that I just know in Christ that's not true. Um, and so I'm free from bearing the burden of condemnation. Right. And what I have seen in my own life is as I get a clear and clearer vision of who I am in Christ, who I am without Christ, and how pervasive, how deep that sinfulness runs, there's just no room to stand in judgment of other people. True. Now, so something true. you still fight against, but I have no, I have no reason to judge or somebody else, especially if someone's another believer, because you know Romans eight says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Well, if there's no condemnation for me, that means there's no condemnation for you either, as my brother. So how dare I 
um, judge or condemn you and do something that Jesus himself wouldn't do. And it just, it transforms relationships. It's totally, it's so powerful. So grace, grace is not just an abstract ideal, but it has all of these incredible um, human applications that, you know, once I, once I have been a recipient of grace, then I become a giver of grace. It's just, it goes hand in hand, as you're saying. Yeah. And it does. It opens us up to true intimacy, authenticity, vulnerability in our relationships uh, and with God, which is just, yeah, it's an amazing thing. So I know you have a passion to help people who are transitioning out of performance-based religion, especially those who, like you, um, have been a part of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. What I'd like you to do is just give a few minutes for our audience, people who are listening, to talk about some of the tools and resources that you have developed or found helpful for someone who might be on that transition journey. Yeah, thank you, Joel. I'd love to share that because this is so, I found so many people have been helped. You know, people are leaving Mormonism at an unprecedented rate. Yes. Um, And I've I've lived in Utah now for over 30 years and been a pastor here for this halt, this time, and I've seen so many people, when they come out of Mormonism, um, they are so lost. Because Mormonism is not just a belief system, it's a whole culture, a whole cultural identity. Yes. And so people say, who am I now that I'm not LDS anymore? Who am I? And, and what is life all about? And what can I be sure about? Who can I trust? There's a sense of loss. I've lost my heritage. I've lost uh, my cherished stories from the past. I've lost my history. I, I've lost my certainty about the world. I've lost uh, maybe family, family relationships. There's so many things that a person loses and undergoes emotionally and relationally that they can just be really lost. And so over Absolutely. the over the decades, uh, I've been thinking about this and studying this and encountering people saying, how can we help? And so a few years ago, I had an opportunity to, to do some doctoral studies, and this was the project. I said, how can I create some materials that can help local churches help these people on this challenging journey? So out of that has come a number of other kinds of things. We have a lot of um, resources that we've bundled together now um, under the umbrella of, we call it Faith After Mormonism, and there's a number of different expressions of that. Uh, and I and I think that's so important in that that name. I love the name because my experience, and while I've never been a Mormon or a member of any performance-based religious group, I have been involved in ministry and working with people who are for over 30 years now. And wow, you find for so many people that when they lose faith in whatever their performance-based religious system was, the assumption is almost, well, if I can't have faith in this, I can't have faith in anything. Right. It's sad. Mm-hmm. And so to have tools and resources that direct people back toward faith, back toward the person of Jesus Christ, like we said, a, a relationship, an intimate relationship with God mm-hmm. that is very much available. And, it, and in some ways, really, it's more available than it was through the performance-based religious system, which often right. put up barriers to people. Right. The system stands in, in between a person and God, and it, it sort of defines their whole experience of God. And that's part of the challenge with people leaving any of these groups, is that then God becomes so 
intertwined in their mind with the religious system that to leave one is effectively to leave to leave the other to leave god behind as well that's one of the big big challenges right so tell me a little bit about uh the resources uh what are they like how can people find them how can they connect with some of these things because like I say, I know we have people who listen who are all along this spectrum of transition from people who are just beginning to consider that maybe they should start taking some steps away or look at it objectively to people who are uh, effectively saying, I- I'm out, but I'm not really sure even where to go from here. Right, exactly. Well, uh, we have uh, the, the flagship, I guess, of our resources is our website called faithaftermormonism.org. So faithaftermormonism, all one word, .org. Perfect. And on the website, the way it's organized is we've tried to create, our resources are in the form of short videos. Uh, They're six to ten minutes long, so they're easy to watch. And um, each video is designed to be, if possible, to be encountered in a relationship setting with a friend, a spouse, a mentor, someone like that. So each one has also discussion questions uh, oh, and, a, cool. and, a, and a printed sort of a summary along with discussion questions and maybe some links to other related resources. A person could watch a video then, and, and even if they're on their own, they could ask themselves those questions to process it. and then uh, Or they could do it, again, like I said, with a spouse, a mentor, or someone else. Um, faithaftermormonism.org, those are all there. Um, that's where we, we host most of this library. Okay, well, that's fantastic. And these are organized by topic then. So if somebody has a particular area of interest, they can search, find something they want to listen to. Yeah, there's, we have a, there's a topical index, but they're also organized by the phases of... Over the years, I've kind of learned that there's certain phases that people or certain issues people have to grapple with on their journey out. So they're kind of organized as six or seven categories. That one category is um, emotional issues. They call it the journey issues. I, as I mentioned before, uh, loss and trust and things like that. Then, then other, another category is relational issues. How do I deal with uh, setting new boundaries? How do I deal with toxic people in my life? How do I tell my family, my, my relationships, my ward, my neighbors? Then, then there's a, um, a category for a doctrine because I have to think through my worldview and what's really true. What does the Bible say? What did I, what, you know, this idea that comes into my head, is that from my Mormonism or is that from Scripture? And then there's, yes. um, along with that, then there's um, church culture. Because if you decide to try to affiliate with a traditional biblical, historic biblical church, then the culture's going to be really different. And you walk in and people are dressed differently than you're used to. And the music is different than you're used to. <laughs> yeah, sometimes So we try to sort that different. out. Yeah. Yep. And then another area we talk about is uh, developing a relationship with Jesus. Because if you're in... In these performance-based religious groups, they tell you that there's a certain scorecard, and you know how to measure your progress. You, you know, you go to sacrament meeting, you go to the temple, whatever it might. You pay your tithe, but yep. as you move into a a biblical Christian culture, the scorecard is different. Yes, because of grace, nobody's going to tell you this is where you need to serve or give you a calling. You know. Um, Nobody's going to tell you uh, that you have to come in for tithing settlement at the end of the year. Yeah. And so there's a whole new way of thinking about how do I know how I'm doing? And how do I even measure my growth as, as a follower of Christ? We try to cover a lot of those things. Well, I mean, that is great because that can be 
a real labyrinth of trying to sort out your path and your journey. Um, and I think if there's one thing that I found as I've worked with Christians who don't have a background in performance-based religion is they, they very often don't understand that the path is far from linear right. uh, for people who are coming out. And in fact, they may circle around through all those different areas multiple times, right. I think, before they get things figured out. So, um, well, that's great. That is very exciting um, to have those. And again, that's at faithaftermormonism.org, correct? Right. And then I we have a YouTube channel where all of the videos are posted there, but without the uh, supportive resources, the discussion questions, and so forth. That's also called Faith After Mormonism for people who prefer a YouTube format and they just want to watch. Sure. And, and for our thing. listeners, uh, don't feel like you have to write all this down. Just go to unveilinggracepodcast.com because with every episode we have show notes and they are so handy. It's where we put the verses that we can't remember the references to. Right. It's where we put resources. And so I'll make sure that we have links to your YouTube channel and to the website and any other resources you want to let me know might be helpful. We'll go ahead and put those in the show notes for this episode, Ross. So, Great. Thank you. I appreciate um, that. That'll oh, help. absolutely. I think that'll help people. Love to do it. So any other resources that we should know about? Um, well, I'll mention two. Um, one is I have initially, before we went into the video um, realm, I did create a study guide. It's a Bible study guide designed to help people through this, this process. And it can be used individually, but it would really be good in a group. It's called Jesus Without Joseph. Oh, fascinating. And, um, okay. So, you know, a little bit of a play on words there, but it's the subtitle has something to do with, like, um, uh, finding a relationship with Christ after leaving Mormonism. And it's available at, at Amazon. Okay, that's fantastic. And it sounds like a lot of these resources are designed to go through them in community. That's, and I our, guess that's, what, that's our ideal, yeah. And, and I guess that's what I would say to people who are listening, even now to the podcast, who are saying, yeah, this is me. I'm in my transition journey. I'm not sure what to do. Man, let us encourage you. One of the first things that you should do or that's going to help you is find a community of other people who are walking the path. They may not be in the same place as the path, but there are a number of support groups. I know they can connect uh, with people through you and your website, Ross. Yes. I just want to mention that on the IRR.org website, we have links to Facebook support groups and to one-on-one -on -one mentoring if people need it. But please don't walk this journey alone. Uh, whoever you are, wherever you are, Seek out someone to walk with you. And as Ross has said, there are resources that you can use so you don't have to flounder. You can actually find some structure or find a particular topic or area that's going to help you. Um, so, wow, just I'm so excited about the resources that are available. And, and like you, I'm so excited just about the sheer number of people right. that are making this transition journey and I'm encouraged because I think two or three years ago, as the, I think the more of the mass exodus was starting to happen, I ran across a number of statistics that were showing that anywhere from 50 upwards to 70% of people who were leaving Mormonism and other performance-based religious groups 
the great 50 to 70 percent of those were going um atheistic or agnostic they were right. going um what people called non-deistic right so just walking away from god and it seems like to me in the last year maybe year and a half that is not so much the case i'm seeing more and more people that are saying okay even though my religious system i don't think is true i do still believe in god i, st I still believe in jesus christ i still believe there's scripture and that God's communicated through the Bible. So how about if I at least go back and start there? Right. And as I talk to people, you know, a lot of people are leaving Mormonism because they discovered that they have they feel like they're lied to by, about history, right. about, you know, uh, the Book of Mormon. And so and so my I, I have this conversation. I said, look, if, 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 if the church has lied to you about their history and about their scriptures— Maybe you should consider that they also weren't telling you the whole truth about the rest of Christianity and about um, the nature of God and about grace and all the other things and pastors and all the other things that they gave a negative report on. Right. Yeah, absolutely true. Now, you've, you've got something really exciting coming up here in October along the same line of for, for people who are transitioning. You have a conference that's specifically designed for people that are on this faith transition journey. So I, I want to hear about the conference because I'm excited. I want you to tell us about what's going to happen, where it is, how people can connect with it. The conference is on October 11th and 12th. It's a Friday evening and a Saturday, most of Saturday. Okay. And it's in the Salt Lake City area. For those who are in Salt Lake, it's in the town of Murray at a, at a local church there. The idea of the conference, we, we started this last year. We said, how can we help people who are on this journey? How can we connect with them? How can we, because the, as you mentioned, Joel, the community element of it, the relationship element of it is so important. And so beyond just people reading things in private or looking at things, we said, how can we kind of give people a chance to meet other people who are on the journey and give them some encouragement and give them some insight? And yes. so we said, hey, let's try to get people together and we'll bring in some some people who can speak and have some quality stories to tell and we can create an environment where people can interact with each other and learn and um, and create a safe place for them to come and ask questions. That's really what the conference is all about. Now you did this last year, right? Correct. That was so the was, first one. That was the first one. Okay. So this is round two. Yes. Uh, name of the conference? Faith After Mormonism Conference. Perfect. And is all the information about the conference available on your website? It's easy to find on the website. Mm -hmm. Okay, so people can sign up. Yeah. Now, is there like a cost for this? Yes, $25. It's just enough to cover our costs so that anybody can really come. Um, so $25 includes lunch on, on uh, Saturday. So we feel like that's a, a pretty accessible for oh, most people. Absolutely. And... Uh, any of the speakers you want to tell us about? Who do you have featured this year that's going to be sharing, talking? Yeah, the, we, there's just a, quickly, the, um, we have three people doing workshops and we have two people speaking to the whole thing. Um, one, of the, one of the whole thing, I'm going to interview Sandra Tanner and we're just going to talk about uh, what she's learned in all of the hundreds of conversations she's had over the years <laughs> with people who are... Yeah who are coming out of Mormonism. She's often the very first person, the very first Christian that anyone will talk to. And then we have another speaker who's actually been a guest here on the Unveiling Grace podcast, Lisa Brockman. Yeah, She's got her book, Out of Zion, is coming out right at the time of the conference. So she's gonna share her story, the story that's in the book. 
She's also going to do a workshop on um, spiritual practices and how, how those become an invitation, not a burden when it's about grace. Oh, that is so cool. I love so, Lisa. Yes, we, yep. we interviewed her um, several episodes back and then Lynn and I just interviewed her two additional times about her book. So those should be coming out oh, here for the next couple of weeks. So um, yeah, I'm so excited she's going to be at the conference. Lisa is a wonderful person. She's a great communicator and she has an amazing story. It's, um, it's so redemptive. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so redemptive and so encouraging. I think especially for people who still have uh, close friends or close family members that continue to be members of of the LDS Church. Well, That's I'm excited she's going to be there. Yep. So it's going to be a great, a uh, lot of great input from people, a lot of great opportunity to meet people. We think it's, and we experienced this last year, it was just a, a healing kind of a wholesome environment for people. Uh, they felt like I'm not alone. We'll have some great resources in the lobby as well. So it's it's really something we encourage people to take advantage of. Fantastic. So how many people did you have attend last year? About 120. Okay, that is that's a great group. So and you, any idea about how things are going this year? Same amount, more, double, it, triple? It's about <laughs> the same. It's about the same at this point. Okay. Well, I am so excited. And again, uh, give us the conference dates. Yeah, Friday evening, October 11th, and Saturday morning into the middle afternoon on October 12th. Fantastic. Murray, Utah. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Ross. We're about out of time here for the podcast, so I am delighted to have had this time to do this with you. I would love to um, connect with you again sometime if you're open. I think there's just a lot going on within the LDS community and the transitioning community. Again, would love to have Lynn's input. I'm really really bummed she couldn't be here um yeah. she adds so much depth and dimension to the podcast but she sends Truly. her greetings sends her love from the Thank road you. to you Thank and you. to all our listeners and she will be back uh, with us for the next episode and so ross thanks for being our guest god's blessing on you the resources and especially this upcoming conference great thanks so much for uh, letting me share joel thank you absolutely thank you for listening to the unveiling grace podcast Join us next time for another conversation devoted to helping your life and relationships flourish. As always, you can find show notes, program transcripts, and leave us your comments and questions at unveilinggracepodcast.com. For a limited time, we are offering the Wilders book, Seven Reasons We Left Mormonism, for a donation of any amount. Go to unveilinggracepodcast.com and click on the free book button to request yours. We greatly appreciate your support for the Unveiling Grace podcast, where you can experience a grace that heals.